You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss. Guys, welcome to the final score two. Tonight, I'm doing something that was a tough, tough thing for me to do. The top ten Kiss albums of all time. Anybody that knows me knows that I've been a diehard Kiss fan since I was in kindergarten, five years old. I was brainwashed. No, no, seriously. I was introduced by my cousin, my older cousin, to an album called Destroyer. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But first, I want to bring a guy on that's probably just as much a diehard Kiss fan as I am. A friend of the show, a guy I've had on several times. I'm talking about... Rage Wrestling Superstar and, and Independent Wrestling Superstar, Mr. Preston Quinn. The Pain Train, welcome to the show, Mr. Quinn. Hey, buddy. Hey, glad to be back. Yeah, and, and me and Preston have talked for a while about doing this, and, you know, both of us diehard Kiss fans, and <laughs> just like he, he's he been one for a long, long time. You said you've been, you've been a Kiss fan since you were in diapers, right? <laughs> just about. Uh, for you, it was... Uh... For me, it was my uncle. What you say? You said you was your cousin that got yeah, you in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, for me, it was my uncle. My uncle was only like five years older than me. And uh, he, introduced, he introduced me to Kiss in uh, 1980. And the album that was introduced to me was Dynasty. Dynasty. Ooh, yeah. You know, yep. and, 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 it's, and it's hard, as big of fans, well, we talked about this a little bit when we were getting ready for this. And we're, we're just going to do studio albums. Not a lot, because yeah. that's just like Preston said. It wouldn't be fair to put a live up next to these, because it's just like a, a All Star album. Yeah, a live, a live too. Yeah, those are like All Star teams. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. you you can't really you, you can't really compare it to that. But it, you know, a live was the the Kiss album. But we're going to go studio albums, and we also are including the solo albums, which uh, I don't know how much I don't know how much. Uh, We'll talk about the solo albums in our top ten. Now, maybe outside the top ten, but not in the top ten for me. I don't know how how present yeah. will be. But and, and no, you no. talk about you talk about being in diapers. Literally, you know, maybe Gene. If Gene had been uh, the marketing guru that he was, he probably would have had Kiss diapers back then. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm not even lying. He had hey, a little on, bit on of, the subject of hey on the subject of the solo album, right? I have an unpopular opinion about that. Okay, go ahead. I would say universally, most people think that Ace Frehley's album was the best of the four. Right. And who are you going I with? Think Paul, I think Paul Stanley's was. You know what? And I'll tell you this. It's funny you say that because, yeah, and, and I my favorite member in KISS, no doubt, is, is Ace Frehley. Uh, I had right. a Halloween costume back when I was a kid. I wore every year. But... And to tell you the truth, back then when I was a kid, I, I was like, I would say it was like Paul was my least favorite album. But the older I've got and the more I've sat and listened to it, because every once in a while I'll just put all my Kiss uh, music on shuffle. The more I listen to it, Paul is right there with Ace now. And I'll have to say... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul's album is, to me, of the four, 
his is closest to what sounds like a Kiss studio. Oh, album definitely. Than definitely. the other three on. Definitely. Yeah. If you listen yep. to that, it is definitely yeah. closest to a Kiss album. But I, if I had to rank them now, and back then I'd rank them like Ace, uh, Gene, Peter, and Paul. But now it's Ace, Paul, Gene, and Peter. Uh, Peter, yeah, see, I, I flip it a little bit there, just put Paul ahead of Ace, but Gene and Peter's both, neither one was anything like Kiss. No, and you know, and I know they they wanted to do solo albums, and they had their, their little, some of them had their egos going back then, and they wanted their own sound to, to to say they could do something different than Kiss, but you know, like like you said, Paul's, Paul's the more I listen to it, that Ace, is, I still went rank Ace first, but you know, New York Groove, uh, Rocket Ride, Rip It Out, uh, but Paul's yeah, yeah, like Paul's has really grown on me over the years. Uh, and and I, yeah. I love and love and change, love and change, and uh, yep, tonight, um, tonight you belong, belong to, me. to me, yeah, yep, and you know uh, what, what was the other one? Goodbye, yeah. You know what? Yep. You know what got me? Actually, what got me listening to it more was watching, when they did the reunion tour, they did the documentary called The Second Coming. And at the start of, of that, uh, at the start of that, when they're doing the little intro to it, they play part of, uh, part of Paul's song, one of Paul's songs off solo. And I said, where has I heard that before? I, and I hadn't really listened to Paul's that much lately, at that time. And I started listening yeah. to it then, and I was like, wow, you know, how did I miss this? But yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, so I got a thought track real good with that. So guys, <laughs> let's go, let's go. Number <laughs> two, all right. So top ten Kiss albums of all time, guys. You don't know how hard this is for us uh, to narrow it down to ten. I think our number ones will probably probably be about the same, but uh, the rest of it is wide open. Number ten. I'm gonna since you're the guest tonight, I'm gonna let you lead off with number ten. Okay, well, I'm going to say real quick that you could just about flip a coin between what I had at 10 and 11. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I have, I have at number 10 Asylum, but animalized to be interchanged in that, depending on which way the wind blows. Right. Asylum was a 13th studio album, came out September 12th, 1985. Uh, the cover, and we, talk, we just talked about the solo albums, but if you look at the cover of Asylum, and you look at the color, the lipstick colors, actually purple on Paul, red on Gene, uh, green on Eric Carr, who took Peter Chris's place, and then blue on Bruce, yep. Bruce Kulik, who took Ace Freely's place. Kind of a throwback yep. to the solo albums then. Uh, and it's funny, I also have Asylum at my number 10. Uh, okay. The lead-off song, and I think this is one of the most underrated songs... That kiss that King of the Mountain. When Eric Carr, the, the drum intro that Eric Carr does, and second favorite member yep. of the group is Eric Carr. I mean, I'm I'm a Eric Carr diehard fan. I was a huge Eric Carr fan. Uh, yep. That when that led off, I remember. And these kids nowadays are gonna say, "What the heck is he talking about?" I bought the cassette when it came out, and mm-hmm. you know, when I heard that first drum intro, I was like, "Wow, here we go." Uh, Yep. Some of the songs that stood out, Who Wants to Be Lonely, uh, Tears Are Falling, All Night. But one, again, one song that any I... Way, that, any Way You Slice It. Any Way You Slice It. One song that I yep. that I really like that a lot of people... Secretly Cruel. And, yep. 
And I, I found it on Facebook a few years ago. I wish I still had the link to the guy. There was a guy that turned secretly cruel. It, he made it sound like a mid-70s Kiss version. He, he did, and he did all the guitar. He was dressed up like each one and did the video of it. I, I wish I could wow. find that guy. He he turned it. He made it his own version, but it sounded more like a. It it had a Christine sixteen vibe to it, but it, it was like yep. really really great. I mean, but secretly cool. Uh, All night is one of my favorite songs on there. But you know, of course, tears yep. of falling. Tears of falling was the the big hit off that album. The video was really really popular on on uh, MTV for a while. That back when MTV actually mm-hmm. played music videos, but uh, yeah. The Asylum tour, not not the biggest tour in the world. Kiss was kind of on their, their uh, not at their peak at that time, but they were getting ready to catch fire again. So number nine, yeah. let's go to number nine since we both agreed on Asylum at ten. My number nine. Yeah. I can remember right, I- when I got into Kiss. Like I said, my cousin Destroyer, the Destroyer album, and. Kind of going back, and I, you know, one thing I can say about my parents: when a five-year-old kid starts asking you, you know, I want a Kiss album, I want a Kiss album, uh, it, it may kind of throw. <laughs> back then, I, I, I just loved to see what my parents' reaction was to it. But my number nine is Hotter Than Hell. Uh, Hotter yeah. Than Hell was one of those albums. You, you know, you just look at the album cover, and for anybody that tells you. That there there can't be many that can tell you that they weren't drawn to kiss by the look, but the thing was, right. the thing was that you know I didn't stay around just for the album covers. The music kept me for what forty four almost forty one years now. But hotter than hell comes out, and I you know that's one of those you know the cold kabuki style cover, uh, but. You know the sound of it, and you know the the sound of it was messed up. But I can't. I think that's kind of what what drew me to it uh, because it's part of the appeal of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean the the sound, and they've they've talked about trying to remix it, and they can't remix it to make it any better. But I wouldn't want them to touch it. Uh, you know. Nope. You know some of the songs, that Parasite. You know, which that intro, that guitar intro that Ace does. Oh yeah. Going yeah. blind. Hotter than hell. Let me go rock and roll, which I love live. That's my song. Yeah, I Let love that rock live. And roll is my song. Yeah, and uh, and one of the underrated songs, Strange Ways. I, you know, I, I yep. love Strange Ways, but that's my number nine. Is hotter than hell. What you got at number nine? Well, just uh, just since we talked about hotter than hell, my, I've got hotter than hell at number seven. Okay. My number nine is Lick It Up. Lick It Up. Okay. Yeah, and I've got. I've got Lick It Up as number eight, so we're we're getting close. But You're right there. Lick It Up, first time they came out without the makeup on, and they came out hard. Lick It Up, um, uh, what is it, All Hell's Breaking Loose? Yeah, there's, there's yeah. one of the few good ones on there. We'll be here all night talking about it. But <laughs> All right, so, uh, all right, so I got Lick It Up at nine. Uh, number eight, I've got Love Gun. Oh, yeah. Number eight was Love Gun. Love Gun, which was, you, you know... The album that was, when they were in their, I guess, their most popular time, uh, everybody wanted that love government. And, of course, one of the things that Kiss did when you got a, a Kiss album back then, they, what what I loved about an album back then, they always had those inserts with you. 
Uh, you had the love gun, yeah. the little snap gun that you had. I would love to yep. still have mine. Uh, of course, a live, the live album had the booklet in it, but you always had something inserted with it. Love Gun is also the first time Ace did a actually sang on a Kiss album. That was, uh, of course, shocked me. Uh, yep. Then they tried to they tried to kind of duplicate "Shout It Out Loud." Uh, Try to make another "Shout Out Loud" with "Tomorrow" and "Tonight." Uh, it, it never got as popular as "Shout Out Loud," but th- that's another one that the cover. I mean, one of the they had so many iconic yep. covers, and uh, yeah. It's kind of kind of the beginning of the end for 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 the original members then. Uh, and Christine sixteen, uh, that of course a lot of people don't know the demo of that song. Eddie and Alex Van Halen played on that song, uh, but I mean so many good songs like Love Gun, I Stole Your Love, yep, Plaster, so many, Caster. Plaster Caster, and then they had. Yep. But you know what kind of confused me the the end song. Then she kissed me. Uh, the, yeah. the cover of the Crystals, uh, it, they changed it up, but it was a cover of the 1963 Crystal song, Then He Kissed Me. But yeah. uh, I've got Love Gun a little bit higher. I've got Love Gun at my number four. Uh, but, and, and, you know, okay. I had to look, up at, look it up at number eight. So what do you got at number seven? Nah, I still, that I was Love Gun. Okay, Love Gun was seven. What do you got at number six? Uh, number six, Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Okay, Dress to Kill was the last album, you know, the last album for the Alive, I guess, when they got, they really hit their stride with Alive, and they got so popular, mm-hmm. but the, that's another cover, too. I mean, you look at the cover of them right out on the New York City streets, wearing suits yep. and ties, um, mm-hmm. you, uh, then you got Rock and Roll All Night up there, one of my favorite songs, and I love hearing it played live, Rock Bottom. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Come on and love me. She. Hey, one of, one of the most underrated songs isn't Room Service on there? Yeah, Room Service is the lead off. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, uh, yep. but my number seven is also Dressed to Kill. Uh, so we're what, that was my number seven that, was yeah, Dressed to Kill. Your number six was yeah, Dressed I got it at number six. My number yep. six is the self-titled Kiss album. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I can remember going back like and just listening to that actually going back and listening to it when i got older the cassette of it and i was i was like wow you know this is top to bottom you know black diamond hundred thousand years uh strutter deuce a lot of the yeah cold gin a lot of the uh a lot of the standard for for uh, these tour there was a lot of these songs for all the tours that came up that these songs were just I just, the first album, it was taken out. A lot of these songs were taken out, especially for the the reunion tour. The majority of that album was on the reunion tour. So what do you well, got? Here's something I want to point. Here's something I want to point out about that though. Okay. All the way from their very first album, when these guys were essentially still kids. Yeah. You listen. You listen to that first album. Every song has its own sound. Yeah. Oh Every yeah. Every song is different. And every song is good in its own way. You cannot find that type of quality in today's music. Well, and, Somebody and, will find something that people like, and they'll just have every song sound like that. Exactly. And that's the difference between music today and music back then. I, I, I sit here and look, you know, look online and look at new bands and just hope 
that they'll have some kind of sound like what was back then or resembling what was back then. And I found a couple, but, you know, back then music was just, it was more original, just like you said. The, the sound yeah. wasn't, everything didn't sound the same back then. And and I can't yeah. I can't say that about about the sound today. But you're right. All those songs had their own sound there. Number, All right. So where we got number we're five? We're number five. Rock and roll over. Oh yeah. yeah we'll see. That's what I'm saying. We're we're agreeing on a lot of this. Uh, rock and roll over. Uh, another great cover. And you know, uh, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to get some of these guys that designed these covers on. I've got one. Uh, for the unmasked cover that I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do an interview with. Amazing cover. Yeah, amazing the, cover. Yeah, the, these covers were just and, uh, but you look at that's another one. That's another one that kind of grew on me over the years because, uh, at first it was like you know, eh, you, you, you know, you're more I'm more the love gun, but the more like uh, the older I got, the more I appreciated this album. Calling Doctor Love, uh, take me. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you this, the Take Me song, if you listen to that guitar solo in, in Take Me, incredible guitar solo. I never realized how great yep. that guitar solo was till uh, a few years ago. Uh, Love Them and Leave Them, Hard Luck Woman, yep. uh, Mr. Yep. Speed, so many, so many oh, good songs. There you go. So many good Mr. songs. Mr. Speed is one of my favorite songs on there. Yeah, I, I used to be, I can remember as a kid, like like I said, I was five or six years old, and I was going back and forth listening to the different stuff that my cousin had. For some reason, Mr. Speed scared me. I don't know why, but uh, you know, here's a six-year-old trying to listen to Kiss, and I'm not scared of the cover with a demon with his tongue out, but I'm scared of, a, I'm scared of the Mr. Speed song, if that makes any sense to you. So number four, what you got? Uh, number four, I have the the self titled album. Kiss. Okay, okay, yeah, we talked about, it. and I've got Love Gun, so we we've already pretty much yep. talked about. We flopped there. Yeah, yeah. Number number three, and I think we're gonna agree on All that. Right, I, I've got Revenge. I've got Revenge, and boy, let me tell you, number one was easy, but number two and three were hard for me because Revenge. Uh-huh. Revenge, yes, sir. revenge. I mean, I can remember when it came out. Of course, this was following the death of Eric Carr, and this was dedicated yep. to the memory of Eric Carr. I can remember uh, back in the day, like I said, when MTV actually played music stuff on on there, watching Headbangers Ball. I used to watch it every every Saturday uh-huh. night, and they had they had the special. They were Kiss actually did a a club club show out there in California and they were they were actually talking to some of the members. First time I saw Eric Singer as a member of KISS, but yep. to hear Unholy, the first time I heard Unholy I was like you know, after after the whole hot in the shade deal where they kinda yeah. they, they were going they they were at their pop with crazy nights and hot in the shade, which not saying it was yeah, that, they were going the wrong direction. They were those. going a different direction but when they come out with when you hear Unholy to to lead it off, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, they are back! You know, th- th- this is the I, kiss that I remember. Marty, you and I have a parallel situation there because I remember when they were they they remember again when MTV Headbangers Ball and they said we're going to have a world premiere video. Right, it's never been seen. When it was a world premiere, it was legitimately a world premiere. When right. it leaked out, there was no internet, and we're all sitting waiting. 
Yeah. And when I, it was un, it was unholy, and we had no idea what direction it was going to go because, like you said, Crazy Nights was a little bit light. Hot in the Shade got even lighter, and you're like, crap, you know. And then <laughs> this, and, and and as soon as Gene gets done with that last blood curdling scream to finish off Unholy, and it and they cut it off. I picked up the phone, and it, Lord knows it was probably 1230 at yeah. night. And I'm calling my uncle. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was so, I mean, it was so good to see it, see them back to what they were. I mean, not that I yep. didn't like some of the stuff on Hot and Shade, stuff on Crazy Nights, because I was sure. a Kiss fan. But to hear yep. some of these songs, I mean, God gave rock and roll to you, which of course was off Bill and Ted's, and that was the last video that Eric Carr played in. I just wanna paralyzed, uh, heart of chrome, uh, you, top to bottom. I could listen to this out, al- this album, top to bottom, and yep. I mean, just no, no, Literally, no skipping, yep. no skipping at all here. Yep. Uh, but unholy, yeah, I, I'm like you. The night I went back, I you know VHS tapes back then. I recorded that. And I went back and watched it. I was probably up to like 2 or 3 in the morning going back and watching that show over and over again. Yeah. It was just so great to see them back there again. So we both agreed on uh, number 3. Number 2, I think we're, we're going to agree too. I think because I can't imagine that you've left what I, one of these guys off. And I can't imagine it's not in your top 10 either. So what do you got oh, at number no, 2? Creatures of the Night. Creatures of the Night, number definitely, two. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This is another one. Actually, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny that we talk about revenge and Creatures of the Night because this is another album that said we're back. They got back to being a heavy band again after the mm-hmm. whole Elder deal, which you know. Oh, the worst. If we had done the, the all the albums, The Elder is by far the worst one they ever put out. Yeah, I, I can remember when I got it, and I was actually, you know, I got it for Easter one year, and I was like, I, of course, I put it on as soon as I got it, and I was like, huh, this is different. And, uh, you know, I was yeah. like, where's the movie at? Because it kept music from The Elder. I was like, where's the movie at? Because yeah. this has got to make sense somehow. But, yeah, but this, Creatures of the Night... And a no, no, I mean, when you hear Eric Carr's drums on this, because he, he was kind of, you, you got to think, when he came into Kiss, it was after Unmasked, he didn't play on that, and he replaced Peter Chris, but they, they go to record something like The Elder, and he's like, what, what am I doing here? But then they really hit it uh-huh. with, with, when they got to Creatures of the Night, uh, and you get, I Love It Loud, the drums on that, oh my gosh. Eric Carr, yeah. you know, just, this guy was a totally different drummer than Peter Chris. He could just pound those drums, but I can listen to that I Love It Loud and just get get the goosebumps from around here when I just hear that intro, that drum intro. Oh, yeah. And see, and everybody, know, everybody knows I Love It Loud and War Machine. But if you, you look at some of the other stuff on there, Creatures of the Night itself, very good song. Yeah. Uh, Saint and Center, Killer, I mean, all that stuff is amazing work. And a lot of people don't realize one of the writers of uh, on this rock and roll hell was Brian Adams and War Machine. Brian Adams, and I think and I, wow. I, I actually questioned this when I saw it. I questioned a a, a, a this journalist, uh, Mitch Lafon. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I did an interview with him not too long ago. This guy knows. If I have a question, this is who I go to. And he said, "Yeah, it's the it's the Brian Adams that you're you're talking about." 
So, but I, wow. and one song you ha- can't leave out here because Paul Stanley, and especially on the unplugged version, when he did "I Still Love You," this was back before Paul Stanley's voice started going down. Yeah, when he on yeah. the unplugged album, when he did "I Still Love You," that guy could flat out kill it. I mean, back in the day, this yep. guy had had the pipes, and it's a shame to see it go to where it has now, but. Man, I mean, you're seventy some years old and still trying to do that. Uh, yeah, they've been doing that a long time. I yeah. think they were blessed. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for forty, forty some years now. I think uh, it, yep. his voice might suffer a little bit. That's what I don't understand. People were like, "Well, he needs to hang it up." If he, it, people are still going to see him play, and I still went to see him play after his after his voice went down, and I enjoyed every minute of it. So, I mean, he's not. Oh, gonna, th- I was just at, I, I was just there a month ago. And they still put on a better concert than anybody in the entire world. A friend, it's not even close. A friend of mine... I, even even with his voice not being where it was, Paul Stanley's still better than almost anybody else you'll ever see. Yeah, a friend of mine it went to Virginia Beach. It was his first Kiss uh, concert ever. And he... he all yeah, he could that's tell, the one I went to. All he could tell me when he came back was, man, he said, that was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. He said, they... Yep. Put on a show, he said. The you know the the music, he said. The pyro, the 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 stage show, he said. It was just all great. And I mean, you think about uh-huh. it. Who who puts on a show like Kiss? Nobody. It ain't even close. Nobody. And, and let me let me say this too, because you know we're old school guys. Like you said, Ace Frehley was your favorite guy. Yeah. But there is no there is no step down when you hear Singer and Thayer up there. No, Tommy Thayer is playing the guitar. And singer on the drums, he is miles better than Peter Chris was. Yeah, and I, I will say this: uh, people joke around, talk about the fake ace, and there's there's people out there that want nothing to do with this version of Kiss. But when I, I, know. I, know. I, I went when they the last time I went to see them was on the Def Leppard when Def Leppard was with them on tour, and that was at Virginia yep. Beach, and. Uh, they put on a great show. These guys can still play. These guys play great. You know, and do I yeah. agree? Do And here's a question I got for you, though. And this is, I mean, you may disagree with me. Do you think putting, they should have put on the Ace and Peter makeup? Ooh. Ah, God, that's a tough one, man. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I kind of wish, I kind of wish they had their own designs, kind of like what Vinnie Vincent and, yeah. uh, Eric Carr did, but I don't think that because it didn't work for Carr and it didn't work for Vinny then. Well, um, so I'm, I'm thinking from a merchandising standpoint, like Gene Simmons is thinking merchandise. Yeah, yeah. He still has the rights to those designs. Yeah, Gene oh, Simmons yeah. does. So because of that, and because everything was already merchandised toward those looks, he kept it that way because I believe, uh, you know. I believe some of us, a lot of people don't even realize it's not the same people because they don't care. Yeah. I, I'm just... And having to make up the same just fools whatever percentage of the population that's just like, oh, yeah, that's the poor members of KISS. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I have a hard time with it. I can I can understand where they're coming from. With, and, and one of the reasons was, well, what else were they, you know, what else were they going to make a design of? I mean, you, it was getting kind of... Right. It was getting kind of iffy with you know eric Carr the fox was one thing and people i think yeah. people sounded caught on to that but the ank warrior 
with Vinny Vincent. Yeah, that didn't you were work. You're getting kind of ridiculous there, and I think that was kind of what led to the makeup. One of the reasons yeah. that led to the makeup coming because you can't. I mean, I, I don't even know what else could could come out. I'm sure they would come up with something, but you know, yeah. uh, it would be tough. It would be tough. But okay, so number one. So uh, yeah, we. I think that universally everybody agrees that the number one kiss album of all time is Destroyer. Yeah, I mean, no question. Uh, one of those top to bottom that you can listen to over and over again. Uh, there's not a bad song on the album from Detroit Rock City to Do You Love Me. Do You Love Me? Now, I will say this, and I don't remember in concert before the reunion tour them doing the little, uh, I guess, the little guitar solo at the end of Do You Love Me like they did. But the first time I heard that, I was actually getting trading with a friend online when the internet started, whatever it was. But the reunion tour was, and I was on the internet every night on a in a Kiss chat room, and we were talking about. It, and I actually got a copy. I think the, the biggest thrill back then, I got a copy of a Madison Square Garden concert of the reunion tour. That was the first time I saw the whole set. The whole set, and when they played the outro to "Do You Love Me." And they played the guitar solo at the end. I was like, wow, that just, I mean, I love the song to start with, but that just made me that much bigger of a fan of that song. But, and just like you said with the, the Kiss album, each one of these songs had their own sound. From Detroit Rock City, from that intro with the guy driving the car, to, you know, and you hit a car wreck at the end, to King of the Nighttime World, I love that as the second song of, of, of the reunion yep. tour. God of Thunder, of course, everybody knows what happens when God of Thunder comes on. That's when Gene does his thing. Yep. Great Expectations was different. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was different. I mean, Flaming Youth, I, I, can, I like Flaming Youth. Sweet Pain was good. Yep, Flaming Youth is a good one. Shout It Out Loud, though. That's one of my favorite Kiss songs ever. And then you go off yep. to... to you know, unkissed like back then with Beth, which was a huge hit yeah. for them, probably the biggest yep. hit they ever had. And then Do You Love Me? Uh, I mean, top to bottom, you can't go wrong with any of these, any of these songs. It's no. just a great, great album. And they, it, it was so good because after the success of Alive, you know, they were, you know, they had to be wondering how are we going to follow up that. And then they get a guy yeah. like. And they, and they did. Yeah, oh, definitely. They get a guy like Bob Ezrin working with them, which, you know, he really messed up on uh, Elder, but he redeemed himself. And the two biggest albums, two of the three biggest albums, Kiss, we've got on this list. Bob Ezrin had, was producer of Destroyer and Revenge. So, I mean, yep. there's no doubt. He knew how to get the best sound out of them. Oh, man, uh I could sit here and talk to you all night about this stuff, but I, I know... No, we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two with uh, 10 through 20, because uh, there's... How, how many do they have now? Do you even know? Uh, well, if you, if you just count the studio albums without the solos and the Alives and stuff like that, it's 20 of them total. It's 20 total, so just, but then yeah, you yeah, had Yeah, uh, we the can do Alive. 11 through 20. Because you had four, yeah. four Alive albums, counting the Symphony, and then uh, yep. Double Platinum, Smashes, thrashes, and hits, and then they had some. Yep. It seemed like every year there for a while they were releasing uh, greatest hit stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like that it, new one, that Kiss World one that they just put out. Yeah, yeah, but Kiss is definitely my 
favorite, and I'm going to give away something here. I'm doing, I'm actually doing a, like a five show, my top 25 music groups and artists of all time. So if anybody wondered, I'll let you know who number one is. You know who number one is already if you know me. It's Kiss, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yep, sir. So, <laughs> yep, sir. But Preston, I thank you so much for joining us tonight and doing this. You know, it's been a, it's been it's been awesome to be able to talk to a Kiss fan that's just the biggest Kiss fan as I am, maybe more. But yep. uh, man, I, I appreciate you doing. It. I really enjoyed this. Hey, I'm going to give everybody a little nugget. If you're a Kiss fan, there is a there is a band that only did this as a project, but it is out online. They are called Classic 78, and it's spelt with a K. And they emulate Kiss, right. but they came up with their own material that sounds just like it came off of Rock and Roll Over, and it is amazing. I am going to look that up right now. Is it on Facebook? Yep. Um, I'm not sure. Just Google Classic 78. Classic with a 78. K. Okay. I just ran across them one day, and I was blown away by how retro and how well these guys portrayed Kiss. I am looking at it now. I think, I think their songs are actually available on iTunes, the albums and stuff. I think they have two albums. All right, Classics, and I found them right here. And they do have a Facebook page, so we need to, uh, we'll give them a little plug. And give you a little plug, too. Tell us what you got going on now. You got something new going on. Oh, well, yeah. I uh, started taking these supplements at Isotonics that um just amazing, the difference in me from just eight weeks ago versus now. Um, and I just, uh, I wish that we had some pictures to be able to show, but regardless, um, I started taking these supplements called Isotonics. They're all natural, uh, and, and I've gotten nothing but huge, huge gains, huge benefits, trimmed down and bulked up at the same time. Wow. Uh, and that's almost impossible to do in the weightlifting world. They have <clears throat> supplements for everything. When I say everything, I mean whether you're old, whether you're young, whether you need immunity, whether you need to weight lift, whatever it is, they've got something. And, and you can actually go look at the stuff. We've got a um, nutritional doctor that we can speak with if you're on prescriptions to try to get you off some of the prescriptions that are probably tearing your liver up. Um, but we have a nutritional doctor that can tell you the alternatives to the prescriptions to get you off of them. And we have the, the doctor available for to be able to tell us different things that you may need goal-wise to be able to reach those goals much quick, much quicker. So the website is www.squaredcirclesupplements.com. Wow, squaredcirclesupplements.com. So we'll, def we'll, put, that, uh, we'll put that link up on uh, my Facebook page, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, hopefully, guys, if you have never seen this guy, this guy's... It's a pretty big dude, but if he's talking about he's getting he's he's getting bigger and uh, trimmed down, you know, you might want to take a look at this because uh, I would not want to mess with Mr. Preston Quinn, uh, the pain train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what you got going on in the wrestling world now? Oh man, I'm I'm busy every week. I won the uh, I won the Infinite Pro Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship up in Delaware. It's a legitimately a world title. They're already scheduling me next summer to defend it in the U UK and Japan. Wow. Um, 
I am all over the place. Yeah, you are. You are. I'm I, I, everywhere, every week. I keep up with you. You are. You, you. Some days you'll go down south. Some days you're up north. You know, it's, Preston Quinn is all over the place. Uh, the pictures. <laughs> the pictures. From, I don't know what show that was, but whoever took those pictures with you with the suit and uh, it looked like you were doing. I think you, one of the things you said at the top was uh, "Shut up, fat boy," like Ric Flair used to say. Whoever took oh, those. Yeah. Were, oh yeah. I got them. I got them. There were some great pictures there. I don't know who took those, but they did a great job. David Lane, David Lane takes those, uh, and th those were from the television tapings that we had in York County, Virginia, uh, a couple of weeks ago for Infinite Pro Wrestling. That was okay. actually the World Championship in my hand. Yeah. Okay. You look, that that looked like a, and I said I made the comment that looks like a throwback to the to the 80s right there. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I am. I am now. The Ric Flair. So. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with pictures. that. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Well, Preston, thank you so well, much for having me, buddy. Yeah, anytime, and I, I, you know, I'll get you. We'll get you back on one night on on Ringside Rams, and we'll talk a little wrestling over there, and and see what you're up to. All there. right, and we got to talk some football too. I got to give you my top ten Cowboys. Oh yeah, we got to do that. You know what, bud? It's it's been a rough <laughs> year for quarterbacks. Uh, and, and I know. Don't jinx my. I'm not jinxing you, but uh, man, you know Mason <laughs> Mason Rudolph is going to have to be my man this year. And I did like what oh, we my did. Goodness. I did like what we did last night getting Minka Fitzpatrick. But you know, uh, we needed somebody on defense. But uh, I do see, and you know, somebody made a point. You give up your your first round draft pick next year, which could be another quarterback. But I, I don't know. I maybe I'm, I'll wait for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, boss, you have a great night. You too, buddy. Thank you so much. Guys, that's Preston Quinn Thank on his you. final score, too. And be sure to tune in, guys, the top ten Kiss albums of all time, according to myself and Preston Quinn. 